McDonald's is back in the news. Nice. Um, yeah, for Burns. Um, only this time nice. it's not coffee. It's a McNugget. Oh. Yeah. Those are delicious. <laughs> it's so unfortunate that they're getting a bad rap now. Yeah, apparently. And so, so um, there was a case that was um, against one of the franchises, and apparently they served these McNuggets super hot um, through a drive through and they handed the McNuggets directly to the child as opposed to to the parent. Um, the child dropped the McNugget on her thighs and apparently ended up with really significant burns and scarring on her thighs from the, the McNugget. Prioritizing profits. Prioritizing prioritizing Dangerous drug and product cases. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Prioritizing Profits. We kind of took off for, I think it was about two, three weeks. Uh, Sarah was down under in Australia. I was down under for sure, yeah. On literally the other side of the world, which is kind of a a crazy idea. Yeah. (laughs) Also, the other side of the seasons, it's their fall, so I kind of froze my ass off. That's insane. That's something I don't even think about either, is that on the other side of the world, they're going through the complete opposite seasons. Yeah. And like at Christmas, it's dead of summer for them. <laughs> Insane. Isn't that the weirdest thing? Yeah. and it, But it's just a very normal thing for them. Yeah. Yeah. They think it's weird to have a white Christmas, I think. They, they are on the beach and hanging out and yeah. Santa Claus on a surfboard and all that kind of stuff. And we, we were discussing doing the podcast over Zoom. I know it's an option. I'm personally not a big fan of Zoom podcasts. I think it's it's difficult. You don't really get to bounce off each other as well. And it's it's easy to kind of have overlap when you're yeah. talking. Yeah, well, and we actually, to be fair, we tried to pre-record and we had some major technical issues and would have been off actually, I think, three weeks, except Fernie pulled one of them yeah. out of his butt. Uh, a lot of work. Scavenged. Scavenged. <laughs> I pulled it all together. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that this actually works because it's kind of, it's really disappointing when you, you know, you have a good chat and some funny stuff and then yeah. it's just gone. Yeah. And then you don't know which topics you've discussed and which ones you haven't. And some of them are some, some solid topics and we don't, we don't want the audience to miss out on those. I know. We may have to go back and I know one of the things we missed was kind of talking about how I, how I got where I was and that sort of yeah. thing. So I might have to go redo that one. The problem is now it's not going to be a big surprise for you, but I might come up with some other, some other surprises. Some Never know stories. what else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, is there anything on the Australia chip you you wanted to to go over? Any any notable things? Anything crazy interesting? Well, you know, honestly, the whole trip was crazy interesting, and I have to say, I highly recommend Australia and in particular Tasmania. Mm. Um, and I did not know too much about Tasmania um, until I got to know my dear friend Rachel, who we went to visit and meet in person for the first time. Um, but it's, um, I mean, it's, so it's basically this kind of small island. I mean, the whole island is, um, small, it's about a third of the size of the state of Arizona. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Australia is huge, but I mean, the population in these places is dramatically, dramatically different, dramatically smaller. So, um, it was just beautiful that, I mean, it, it was just so clean. The air was just incredibly crisp and gorgeous, no pollution. Love crisp air. (laughs) <laughs> it's good stuff. It was also very cold, but um, but it was fabulous. I got to um, spend time with with Rachel and Linda, her partner, um, and we just now, um, as Peter would say, we're all best mates. <laughs> um, got some good terminology down there. You know, we don't have breakfast; we have brekkie, Ooh. and things are specky, which is spectacular. So, yeah, Tassie, Tasmania is specky. Specky. So I would definitely recommend it. Um, got to meet some people that I'd only known through Instagram. So Crocodile Cowboy, also known as Alfie. Um, that was really cool. I love that name, Crocodile Cowboy. Yeah. Well, you should follow him on Instagram. Yeah. It's, yeah. Fabulous. Amazing artist. Is he riding crocodiles across Australia? I don't think he's actually had any direct contact with crocodiles. Okay, that's a little misleading. Then. <laughs> that's, that's a little frustrating. I was really excited to see him in a like cowboy Bronco hat. Bucking? Yeah, with a with a what's it called the the a lasso lasso lassoing some crocodiles. Well, okay, you know what? Just let me say that I don't know. He might well have done this. He might well do this regularly. I didn't ask, but we should find out because do you, I don't know how you don't ask. I feel like that would be my first question. <laughs> cowboy cro- crocodile cowboy. How did you get that? name there has to be something interesting behind this i know i can't even believe i didn't ask i'm traumatized now well i'm sure well maybe he'll make a comment uh maybe he'll fill us in on that but um i do have to say that he actually kind of stood in for you on mother's day 
Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, to be fair, it wasn't my fault. I wasn't there. <laughs> I gave you a call on the day in Australia since it's a day ahead and a exactly. call on, on the day in the U.S. as well. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're fabulous. No complaints. And <laughs> in fact, when I scheduled the trip, I didn't even realize I was going to be gone on Mother's Day. So I felt like I was kind of like a, a bad mom to you and both of the dogs. Um, we'll let it slide this year. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. your day. It's your day. Yeah. You know? So, so he was my honorary um, son for the day, and took us out to a fabulous uh, Mother's Day brunch before we went up to Cradle Mountain. Um, also got to meet Ella and Chris and baby Hugo, who is probably about the cutest baby I've ever met, except of course for you. Of course, of course. I mean, it's a. It's a I'm sure it's a close second. But it was second, a pretty close second. It was a pretty close second. Hugo is one cute baby. I mean, uh, a phrase that I always live by is, if you're not first, you're last. But I'm <laughs> sure he gave it his best shot. Uh, but I love that baby Hugo. It's such an adorable name. It makes me immediately think of Hugo from Lost, um, which was just such a oh. caring guy. You know, it's funny because I was thinking I didn't know any Hugos. But you're right because we watched Lost and that was that's, I think that's the last time I've, I've uh, seen somebody yeah. by the name of Hugo. Not so. a common name, but it's a cute name. I like it. Yeah. You know, I think it's a little bit more common in Australia. I saw something. We were, oh, it was a, a TV show we were watching there and I saw somebody. I was like, another Hugo. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I literally don't know any in, in, in uh, the U.S. or at least in Arizona. Is there... Is there any like words that they pronounce or, I mean, you kind of talked about like the spectacular spec and anything like that, but is there, is there, did they, did they roast you on your No, um, you know, it's interesting. The Australian accent is is just beautiful. And I wished, I was hoping it would like rub off on me and I would come back, (laughs) but it didn't. Um, And I probably sounded like obnoxious and American and and all of that when I was over there. But um, yeah, I mean, just some of the terminology, I'm trying to think what's like the loo instead of the bathroom. Uh, Um, I really liked brekkie. Um, What do they call soda? Gosh, you know, I don't know. That there's always there was their pop. I, I don't remember, but uh, oh, and one. So another interesting thing, you know, they drive on the other side of the road. Oh yeah. Which was not too traumatizing for me because I wasn't driving. Thank God. Um, and <laughs> exactly, Peter's like, oh, I think I could do it. I think I could do it. Um, you know, and then one of the guys who was driving us from the hotel said, "You just have to remember, in the U.S., it's short right, long left, and in Aussie, it's." short left, long right. I would just think of it as the United States, you drive the right way and in Australia, you drive <laughs> I, the wrong way. I made sure I didn't say that. I tried to say it. But, you know, it was interesting. And, and so the first couple of times I was in a car, I was in the back seat and it, it was like, okay, it's a little weird that the driver's on that other side, but, you know, I'm just watching traffic. It was a little strange. But then when I sat in the front seat, I was like, whoa, whoa, this is yeah. too weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but so the driving thing, again, I didn't have to do it, so it was okay. But the first day we were there, we were in Sydney and we started walking around downtown um, and, and I kept bump, like bumping into people. And I was like, what the f-? anyway, they walk like they drive, yeah, right? No, that makes sense. And then finally, and it was actually, I was the one who caught onto it. So I was like, wait a minute, they drive on the left side. So you walk on the left side too. And I kept, of course, going to the right side, Yeah. you know, and we're down there and people are like jogging and walking and they're looking at us like, we're, you know, what the hell's wrong with You're you? You're body blocking me. You're right in my way. Is it, this looks intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Again, these rude Americans. Classic. It was crazy. Yeah. So that was um, uh, that was a little bit of a learning experience. Um, uh, but you know, some of the really cool stuff. I mean, the animals. I know you saw that. You yeah. got to see the picture of me holding the wombat. Adorable. Oh Adorable. my god. They look very chubby too. Is they it are heavy? Chubbies. It yeah. was actually. It was very solid. It was a very solid. Dense well, animal. And then so the, the deal was that, you know, we went to this, uh, it was a really cool place called Bonarong, and it's an animal rescue sanctuary. Um, and so these animals have been rescued for various reasons or maybe grown up there. Um, so they're very tame and you can pet them. Well, you, so you, so the, the animal, uh, what do they call it? The animal exposure experience or something. So you paid a little bit extra, but again, it's a donation to, um, to this, this great, uh, uh, entity that, that saves these animals. And they have like emergency, like when you, you know, if an animal's hit on the roadside or uh, something, yeah. they have these ambulances that go out and get them. And That's awesome. yeah, so it was a really cool thing. But so you pay a little extra and you get to actually have an interaction with the animal. And so they had a list of the choices and one of them was wombat. And I was like, Hell's a wombat? I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, and so, but um, in, in fact, Rachel was like, "Oh, you, you need to do the wombat. You need to do the wombat." So we got in there, and her name was Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. And they said, "So it was a baby wombat." And so I'm picturing like this little teeny tiny thing. Yeah. I mean, she was big. I mean, she was probably 30, 40 pounds. She's bigger than Bruno, for was, sure. Yeah, and really solid. Yeah. But just absolutely adorable. Um, so I got to learn a lot about wombats and they're actually, they're sweet and lovable when they're babies, mm-hmm. but then when they turn like two years old, they start getting 
just nasty and really? like attacking people. Like and teenage years. That was what I said. I was like, you know, they don't want anything to do with you, anything to do with human beings. And I was uh. like, holy shit, that was like Ben only at 14. <laughs> <laughs> at, at four, do they kind of like reconsider their, their life experiences <laughs> and think, oh, well, maybe I could be a little bit nicer. <laughs> maybe I should change things up. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they do. They used, but by then they try to get them released back into the wild. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think it probably depends to, you know, if they're around a lot of people and, and, and have good experiences with people feeding them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so also on, um, at Bonarong, we got to, um, interact with kangaroos, these real small, Ooh. they were like the cute little ones, not the big ones that look yeah, like kangaroos are vicious. They can, they can mess you up. Oh yeah. They look like they've been in prison. A lot of these guys, you know, that yeah, they're those... ripped, absolutely ripped. <laughs> and I always think the kangaroo Jack, the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. That was terrifying. I mean, not really, but Great movie, great movie. But yeah, they can kick the crap out of you. But these were like these cute little guys. And we got to go up and actually they gave us kangaroo food. Mm -hmm. But these guys were like so overfed. I mean, you had to like walk up to them and like basically put it in their mouths. They were going to make it. They can't even hop. They're just rolling around. Yeah. There was one funny picture we might might have to post of this kangaroo. It it, it was just like asleep there with a pile of food right next to its (laughs) mouth that, that somebody had just dropped there because it just couldn't be bothered. It was like just passed out from a food coma or in yeah. a food coma or something but it wakes up for periodic snacks here and there <laughs> yeah i mean they don't have to make any effort at all so they were <laughs> they were fat and happy um super cute and soft um and then the other thing you know what i mean what's tasmania known for tasmanian devils yes the tasmanian devils and those things holy shit they're cute um except when they're being devilly and they're doing a ha <laughs> stuff yeah is that is that why, why are they called devils is it because of the noise they make i would assume yeah. their attitude but it sounds like wombats have more of an attitude well only when they're two when their babies are cool yeah so the, the tasmanian devils um it came from and i don't remember who it was but it was um some explorer who was out in the wilds of australia and in the middle of the night heard this this horrifying sound and it that it turned out that it was this awful sound that the tasmanian devils make and it sounded like a devil so they named them the tasmanian devil um and they're like they can be really vicious, um, and they they tend to eat. Uh, well, they're scavengers, and so they'll eat like you know roadkill, dead things, and um, they have these these jaws that I mean they eat the bones too. Ooh. Yeah, I mean they chew up and eat bones. So when you see like their poop, yeah. um, it's got pieces of bone in it and teeth, and they just literally eat everything. That's impressive. It, it's impressive, and they're kind of little and cute, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They, they got devilly. evil side to them. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they have so, an evil side. So, were you able to like handle those? Oh, as hell well? no. no, no, they're not. They're not nice. No, they're not so nice. Even if you just overfeed them as babies, they still grow up to be. Little yeah. Well, they were actually telling a story about how the the the. Uh, keepers there have to be super careful when they go in that enclosure too, mm-hmm. because literally those teeth can bite through anything. Yeah. And so some guy had like a steel toed boot and they can bite through a steel toed boot. Yeah. And you got to think too, is like, how did they learn that? How did they realize <laughs> they needed a, a, a steel toed boot? Someone just lost a few toes and they're like, okay, yeah. that's not going to happen to the next guy. Yeah, I'm sure that some devils have eaten some toes. I don't know. They, don't, they didn't say that it happened there at Bonarong, but That would have been my first question is to, to the handlers is what's the most crazy experience you would have had with animals? Because I immediately, immediately think of um, the Tiger King. Tiger King oh, show where yeah. the guy had oh, they bit the, or the woman the arm off or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, had the arm torn off. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think they told any of those stories. I mean, there were like children there and it sounds a little yeah, traumatic geez, and yeah. unfortunately we didn't have such a great interviewer like you on site. <laughs> you would have gotten the shit. Oof. You would have got I would have gotten all all the dirty details of of that area. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So anyway, it was really, really fun. Other than missing you guys, you and the dogs, yeah. um, and of course, Christina and, and, and the podcast. But other than that, it was just fabulous. Well, we missed you as well. Happy to be back. Uh, it sounds like Australia was fantastic. I definitely want to visit there one of these days. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of flying across the world, but that sounds like a sacrifice I may have to make. Yeah, you sleep a lot of the way. True. You could true. do that. Yeah. Well, we know people, so that could happen. <laughs>
but let's get into the show, rest yeah. of the show. We usually start off with, you know, inter- interesting cases in the news. Has there been anything that's been popping up, especially over the two weeks that you're out of town? Yeah, well, of course, there's always things. Um, so we may have to do a little catching up. But a couple of things I thought were interesting this week, um, and one of them is, is McDonald's is back in the news. Nice. Um, yeah, for Burns. Um, only this time it's not coffee. It's a McNugget. Oh, yeah. Those are delicious. <laughs> it's so unfortunate that they're getting a bad rap now. Yeah, apparently. And so so um, there was a case that was um, against one of the franchises, and apparently they served these McNuggets super hot um, through a drive-thru, and they handed the McNuggets directly to the child as opposed to to the parent. Um, the child dropped the McNugget on her thighs, and apparently ended up with really significant burns and scarring on her thighs from the, the McNugget. <clears throat> yeah. And so, you know, one of the things about this, a, a lot of people, well, a lot of people have some misconceptions about the coffee case. And I think we've talked about that a little bit, that it had to do with warning and how McDonald's knew that the coffee was super hot. And mm-hmm. and it was partly to make it taste better because it was kind of crappy coffee. And um, they'd had all of these warnings about people getting burned. And so then when this case, you know, when this, this, this happened, it was like, hey, it was just waiting to happen. But a lot of people blamed the woman and they said, hey, you know, coffee's hot and here you put it between your legs. Um, and so something that's a little bit different about this they're pointing out is that this isn't an adult who knows that coffee's hot. Um, this is a child, I think she's seven or eight, I think seven, um, and, and also an autistic child. Um, and she, you know, this is not a child who would understand, hey, be careful, this might be super hot. Plus, she's had McNuggets before, I'm assuming. It wasn't her virgin experience with a McNugget. Yeah, and if Not it was, seven. if it was, that's a terrible first experience. <laughs> I mean, I loved them as a kid. Yeah, scarred mentally and physically. Well, so. And I'm kind of confused because you said that they were directly handed to the kid, which I'm assuming she was in the back seat. So what the parents are like, oh, don't worry, she'll take them and pulled up a little bit more so then they could... Yeah, I mean, they didn't give details on that, just that, the, that it was handed directly to the child. So I'm assuming she was in the back seat. Um, and I don't know, you know, what the logistics were on pulling up, but yeah, somehow I mean, it got handed. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure maybe they, they, they knew. And it was a happy meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. But they de- definitely handed it to her, and she opened it. And, you know... Jeez. Yeah, so... Awful. Um, and actually that case has already gone to trial and they did find liability. They haven't assessed damages yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I don't have all the details on it, but I thought it was kind of an interesting, um, case just because everybody's always so hyped up about the coffee case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's just, I mean, it is important, I think for any restaurant, any business, just to make sure that, you know, when you're handing something to somebody, it's safe. Um, I don't know why this particular one had them so super hot or if it just come out of the, you know, the boiling grease. I don't, yeah. I don't know the details on that, but the, Definitely, the jury did find in favor um, of, of of the plaintiffs of of the uh, little girl and her family on that case. So. Yeah, and I I mean I know whenever I go through the drive through, sometimes the fries are just absolutely burning. Right, you right. can tell they're straight out of the oil. Um, but for cases like this, you mentioned the jury. So this would be a case that is like fully tried through the court. They didn't come to any agreement, settlement agreement, and then a jury decided that there was liability. Yeah, that case it did. And that's why it was in the news was that the, the jury had reached a verdict on yeah. it. So, yeah. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So watch out. <laughs> yeah, be careful. I mean, you're a big fan of Chick-fil-A anyway. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know how many McNuggets you eat these days, but you've had your share. I'm more of an in and out guy this, yeah. this these uh, days, but luckily they don't have any lawsuits, so... Not yet, at least. Well, we don't know. Well, I'll have to search that. <laughs> um, what what else has been going on these last two weeks? Well, so this one was kind of interesting. Um, I, I saw the headline, and it, it says "Exploding Cascade Pot Hurt Pod Hurt Consumer's Eye," and I was like, "What?" So dishwasher pods. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently can explode, and the chemicals are super strong. It's super strong cleaning chemicals that are used to wash your dishes. And apparently this guy, um, let's see, he said that he was putting it into his dishwasher. The pod exploded when he was closing dishwasher, um, and it the, these chemicals hit him in the eye, and he actually was hospitalized and lost partial sight in one of his eyes as a result. Jesus. So he was putting it in, and it exploded and just... Yeah, and I cannot figure out exactly how that happens. Yeah. Um, but he's actually, he's proposing a class action on these. So when I saw this, I was like, whoa. So I ran up, of course, and I looked under the sink and I'm like, do I have, and it's Cascade Platinum. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I use those. Do you? Do yeah. you know what you use? Yeah. Yeah. Look 
did I have? Cascade Platinum. No, those are the exact ones I got. Well, I mean, so here's the other thing that's so weird about this, and I'm keeping this sealed. Yeah, thank I'm God. I'm putting on some protective eye gear. Yeah, well, I don't got any. <laughs> <laughs> Screw me, I guess. <laughs> I'm not going to aim it at you. But, I mean, I don't have, like, any brand loyalty for dishwasher pods. I mean, apparently you do because you recognize. I had no idea what I had. I just was like, I better go and look and see if I have Cascade Platinum. Well, they're some of the cheapest, and, oh. and they have the most recognizable case because it's very silver bright. Platinum? Platinum. Um, I so. mean, it sounds like, you know, platinum sounds like, you know, there's like, you know, the, the silver or gold platinum yeah, is high like quality. high quality. Yeah. Well, also, aren't they like kind of hard too? Well, I'm afraid to pull one out. Let's just. They're not that hard. No. These That's remind me, like... have you seen the Tide Pod challenge? Like way back in the day. It was. Oh, yeah. What was that? I know I've heard about it. It was like a TikTok thing, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, I think it was before TikTok times, but it was essentially people would just throw a t Tide Pod in their mouth and then eat it. No, they wouldn't eat it. You just like pop it in your mouth and then you spit it all out. But people were dying. Oh um, my God. How do the, I not know about this? Yeah. And it, one of it was because obviously the chemicals in there are absolutely terrible and, and just destroy everything. Uh, but one girl, bit into it and it went down into like her throat and she started coughing and and I guess like all the commotion just kind of shoved it deeper down and spread it all over the throat and it was an entire thing. Was she like foaming and uh yeah you know I don't I don't know. There's <laughs> there wasn't any videos of it uh of the actual thing, but there was one describing it. And I was yeah. I remember thinking I was like this is insane because it I mean the pop to be fair, the pop does look oddly satisfying like when it when it does go off but uh i was like how is this even like a thing it's like the cinnamon challenge why why do that to yourself uh, well you know the thing about the, the the um tide pods i mean initially when they came out there were some lawsuits because they look kind of like candy. delectable well if it's so for little children i mean you know adults and young adults who are doing the pot tied whatever challenge that's a whole different thing but i mean like children actually thought it was candy and so yeah. they were eating them and so it was causing a problem and so then they um had the containers that would seal that were childproof and that sort of thing yeah. um but, but, but they knew that they were dangerous and so that whole challenge thing just sounds like nuts well i mean it's the your the chemicals are meant to you know, destroy germs and dirt on your clothes. Yeah, well, yeah. You can only imagine what it would do to the human body. But anyways, getting okay, back to sorry, the main I... topic. <laughs> uh, so with these cascade pods, and, and it's always interesting, especially cases like this where, you know, I couldn't even imagine being like thrown around a pod and having it explode or anything like that. Like usually I throw my dishes in, I'm a little triggered because I'm doing dishes. I hate doing dishes. And then I just put it in there. And I'm like, thank God it's done. You know, I don't have to worry about it. I'll come back in an hour and everything's clean. Yeah, I'll be able to see. Yeah. <laughs> so how does this work for where it seems like, you know, it's kind of almost misuse of the item? Well, he's saying it's not misuse. He's saying he just put it in and started and and uh, I think he said went to close the uh, went to oh. yeah just to close it and it exploded. So I can't figure out why it exploded. It seems like unless there's some sort of pressure or heat or something, I don't I don't understand why that would happen. But one of the arguments that I guess he made in the case was that they know that it's really dangerous because I guess there's a warning that says if this gets in your eye make sure that you go and you rinse it out. So he's like, well, how, they must know it could explode. How else would it get in your eye? I mean, you're not going to like drop it in like eye drops, right? Well, uh, to be fair, on like most labels, it says, don't eat this <laughs> if it gets into your body. And it's, and it, it's obviously some of these chemicals are going to do serious damage. You got to say, hey, don't, don't do this. Well, you could say don't eat it because it looks tasty. But I mean, don't put it in your eye. I mean, that doesn't sound appealing, does it? I think it's any bodily orifice. <laughs> but the easiest, most obvious ones are the eye and, and mouth. Oh, my God. I wonder if there's cases for other misuse. I don't know. I mean, I mean it is a cleaning thing. If you have a, an area that's dirty, maybe one would think that that might help. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I can imagine kind of with the pressures because the air, the little, I don't even know what it's called, the little area that you put the pods in. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. the dishwasher. Sometimes it can be like pretty small, especially depending on the pod you get. And it is kind of a tight fit. Oh, so maybe when you close it. Yeah. I bet you that's what happened. And I bet. Then, yeah. Yes, because I was thinking he was closing the dishwasher. No, he was closing that little compartment. Yep. Ah, and it probably got caught in there. Yep, yep. And to be fair, too, if you look at them, there's air bubbles in it, and you can tell it's a very, like, compressed 
it's compressed in there. It's just like Tide Pods, right? Like they are. Oh, well, and there's like different color. See, that's just so weird too. Now, why, why would you have to have like three different Because like, it looks flavors? sick. I, when I look at this, I'm like, wow, they, this is doing good stuff to my it's dishes. Art. You know, this is probably getting all the germs off. This is making it smell good. And then this is just for shine. Uh, shine. Yeah. Who knows? I, know. I mean, just look at how much action this is doing. Well, it's a lot of action you don't want in your eyes or any other orifices, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you figured that out for me because that sounds like that's probably exactly what happened. And has that been taken a trial? How, how's... No, this is this was just a case that was recently filed, and I guess he is proposing that it would be a class action. Um, he's in South Carolina, but they're saying that, um, that there would be a class in South Carolina, but also just a national class of action for people who've been injured. So I don't know if... You know, they don't say that there were other people who've already yeah. had this happen. But then again, maybe it has happened. And, and you know, kind of like the Linda Evangelista thing and the cool sculpting, once people hear about it in the news yeah. and they're like, oh, holy shit, that happened to me too. I was going to say, do they have to like be aware of it being a larger issue to make it class action? Or can they just make it a class action and just say, you know, hope that more people come forward? Well, to get to become a class action, it has to be certified. The judge has to certify it. And so part of that is that the judge sees and it says, it believes that it makes sense to consolidate it, that there's going to be enough cases. Um, if he thinks it's just this one guy, um, then no, it wouldn't make any sense. And, and, you know, and again, depending on the nature, it would be different numbers of cases. There wouldn't be some set number that you need to have this many to have it be class action, but it would have to be quite a few. Otherwise, you know, if it's five or six cases, they can be filed individually. That's what I was thinking. And I, I can't imagine how common it would be for exploding dishwasher pods yeah. to enter bodily orifices. <laughs> Don't, I have no idea. You never know. You never know. Well, it was one that grabbed my attention. That's what I'd say. And I'm still freaked out that I like literally went and looked to see what I have because I buy whatever grabs me there at the grocery store. Yeah. I really don't care. I mean, they all you seem to work the same. look at the prices and those are the cheapest. I, well, maybe they are. Or maybe it was on sale or who knows. Or maybe it just looked cool because it was platinum. And Yeah. And, and they show the thing and you see the different colors and there's something satisfying, soothing. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's, that's going to do a good job. I know I didn't think that. So it might have been subconscious, but that's why I ended up. But sure enough... Here it is. That's what I had. Yeah. So, so anyway. are you going to switch off? From well, them? actually, I'm thinking maybe I want the powder stuff again you just put in there because it can't explode. Yeah, but do you think that really does as good of a job? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> it doesn't look as nice, that's for sure. <laughs> it doesn't have cool colors. doesn't have any cool soaps in there. Just a bunch of powder. No, I don't want powder on my dishes. I would like some liquid soap. Well, I think also like the powder is just messier because you got to sprinkle it in oh there. Oh my and god, it's just like one little little thing. You just set it in there, but I mean, just be very careful. And and certainly for you when you're home, be very careful when you close that little compartment. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, Duck. it's like the Bob Tide Pods. We... You know, you obviously it's cheaper to get the big gallon of detergent, but measuring it out every time, I get stressed out. I'm like, I, I mean, it says for this heavy load, small load. I don't know. I'm just throwing in dirty clothes and hoping to God it gets cleaned. Um, <laughs> It's a lot of extra effort, so having those pods is, is pretty convenient. It's unfortunate that they cause... They're so dangerous. Yeah. People are eating them. They're exploding. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Unavoidable. All right. Well, important things. I'm sure lots of people needed to know that, and we'll be safer now while I'm washing dishes. <laughs> ah. So what else has, has been going on? Um, well, let's see. Um, we can talk... We probably should talk about an update. Um, and this is another, this is one that we talked about um, a little ways back. And do you remember we talked about the contaminated eye drops and the superbug oh, and all yeah. that? Yeah, Crazy, terrifying. Huh? Yeah, well, so, um, and they've already been recalled, but again, they're still out there, you know, um, people probably still have them. Mm -hmm. um, there's been another death reported. Um, so the update is of May 15th, um, up to f now four people have died and 14 with vision loss, um, but actually terrible. 81 um, injuries. But um, so, so the fourth death, um, you know, and this is just really scary stuff. I mean, again, we talked, it's like an eye drop, yeah. not something that people are going to think is going to kill you, mm -hmm. um, but it's uh, been contaminated with this superbug that's antibiotic resistant. That's what I was, I was thinking. Uh, that's what it, the... The one that it was that we t discussed where, yeah. you know, it, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Antibiotics have no effect. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and so um, now it's like 81 people in 18 states. So since the last time we had talked about it, another 13 patients um, mm. and out of that, like another, another death. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you use eye drops, you know, check them out, take a look at them. I mean, I was digging around under my sink for the, the pods. Um, but these are Ezracare artificial tears or Delsum Pharma's artificial tears. 
Um, so, you know, make sure that you don't have these things still. Um, if you do, get rid of them immediately. Um, you know, some of the symptoms that they are saying to keep an eye out for, um, yellow, green, or clear discharge from the eye, eye pain or discomfort, redness, um, feeling like you have a, a foreign body in your eye, blurry vision. But I mean, you know, realistically, if you have, if you've used these things and you have anything, I mean, yeah. if I use these things and I had the slightest itch, I'd be in I know, the I, ER. I wouldn't even wait until I got like a symptom. I would, if I knew that I was using these, I would just immediately go to the doctor because it sounds like once it starts getting bad, it can spiral pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I would get it checked out. Um, and definitely get rid of the things if you have them. So, and this super bug, it's, is it, are you able to give it to other people as well? Yeah, this was one where and it was in like healthcare settings and people were not washing their hands and maybe touching other people. And so the person who actually used the eye drops might not necessarily be the person who ultimately got infected oh or God, the other person, yeah. but they both could get infected or they could just pass it on to the other person. Um, so I think there were like some adult care homes and places like that where, um, you know, a number of people got it. And does the super bug attack the vision or are people losing vision because it's starting from the eye drops? Well, so they're getting the infection and then the infection goes rampant. And of course it's, it's starting in your it, eye. Yeah. Um, it, but then ultimately it can go systemic and then you can also actually die. So, I mean, there have been people who have actually had their eyeballs removed, people who just lost vision in their eye. Mm -hmm. Um, some people, most of the people obviously didn't, there were 81 people and, and now they're saying 14 with vision loss and four deaths. So the rest of them had some infection ultimately, at least so far has, has, you know, haven't lost their vision or died yeah um but uh but, but, and yeah. is this uh, the superbug? i mean is this something that it just goes away with time because if antibiotics doesn't do anything then you know what what can you do yeah i don't i think that they're probably just providing you know keeping people hydrated and just trying to have them flush it out of their system well you I mean the body is fighting it as best it can and it, and it's going to depend on you know your immune system and um and again if you're an older person or uh, or somebody who has a compromised immune system it could be more significant than for some you know say young healthy person they're going to more likely at least survive it ultimately have their body kick it i mean i'm assuming they're trying all kinds of antibiotics and maybe some of them are helping a little bit but yeah. clearly none of them are knocking it out yeah, super bugs like that are terrifying to me. I mean, you already saw what happened with COVID where it was oh, going man. everywhere. Yeah. I couldn't imagine if it was something, you know, even more serious where antibiotics and medications just don't have effect. That's, yeah. that's terrible. We started watching uh, The Last of Us. Oh, I haven't seen that, but everybody loves it. What is, what's the story with that? Is it? Well, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic zombie-ish type okay. of movie. You can think of Walking Dead, uh, but a little bit better, in my yeah, opinion. That's why I haven't watched it. But, uh, but the, it's an infection and it's uh, fungi. Uh -huh. And fungi can't be treated with, with anything. Antibiotics, yeah. penicillin. Uh, well, there are antifungal medications. Yeah, but I think... I mean, the way the show said it, at least. I'm not, I just uh, know that when I had, like, uh, my toenail yeah. fungus, there was an antifungal toenail drop. Yeah, well, I'm sure I'm sure on the exterior, exterior, you know, I've had athlete's foot as well. So, you okay, know, all right. We're, you, we're you, burying you, our souls here. Yeah. <laughs> you, spray, you spray some stuff on there. I think it, when it's in the body, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and essentially, the fungi just go in the body, take control of the, the, the people, um, and anyways, it's terrifying. So th those type of diseases and issues where there's just no no answer, uh, uh, that's so. So do they become zombies then? Or yeah, I mean, so or they die. Well, or? there's a there is, for in real life there is a type of <laughs> fungi that uh, will burrow into small like insects like ants and whatnot, and they essentially just kind of take over the insides and um, they attach to the nervous system and start using it as a puppet, like a, a uh, masquerade, you know, just uh, having control over the marionette. full body. Marionette. That's what it is. <laughs> marionette. Um, and they don't kill the host, but they keep it alive just enough to kind of go through its day-to-day -day actions and, um, you know, feeds off the nutrition that, that it intakes. And then its entire goal is to spread, right? It's to survive and, and spread. other people. And yeah. Yeah. And the idea is, uh, you know, there isn't any history with fungi infections in humans. And that's because our internal body temperature is too high and it will die off. But if there was a reason for them to adapt to higher temperatures, like, you know, the planet heating, global warming, 
um, and they need to adapt, then there might oh. come a time where it could survive in the human body. So is this like, do they blame it on global warming? Is this like a... No, no, not at all. It's more just like, you know, the environment's going to shit and then the fungi adapts and uh, there's one infection and and they have a bunch of scenes where like, you know, professionals come in and they don't know what's going on in their early days and the professionals come in they look at it and they're like, we're fucked. Fuck. There's literally a scene. It's like the guy's like, "What do we do? What do we do?" And she's like, "There's nothing to do." And she, he's like, "We have to do something." Boom. We have to bomb. Literally just like that. We have to bomb the city. Really? Yeah, because it's it, there's nothing you can do because they turn into zombies. They bite someone, and then the fungi, uh, you know, wow. goes over, and it's whole thing. I mean, in any zombie apocalyptic type situation, that is what you kind of have to do. <laughs> like there isn't saving that city. If anything, it's just like, all right, we take the L on a few million and hope we save a few billion. Okay. Well, I was actually kind of curious because I didn't know like what the protocol was for, you know, zombie and apocalyptic takeovers. Yeah. So oh, I've been thinking to- about a lot. <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot. End of the world, what I would do, where I would go. Luckily, Arizona's a great spot. Is it? It okay. is a great spot uh, for any type of environmental big issue. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, I know Yosemite is you know anywhere in that vicinity is terrible because the you know there's underground volcano and action down there. So hypothetically, if there was a massive environmental issue and that went off, uh, the soot and dust and all of the would cover over states, states worth of of distance, block out the sun, suffocate people. But we're right on the edge of that wouldn't get to Arizona or would get, you know, maybe a little part of it. Okay. All right. Well, and we can all like kind of hunker down at the ranch. We have solar now. We can live off the grid. Yeah. Thank God. Pete's yeah, thinking ahead. We got the, the well. We're all hooked We got up. the cattle out there. Oh, two. Yeah. Yeah. Stock up on ammunition. That's the new currency <laughs> in the end of the world. <laughs> ammunition, maybe drugs. No one cares about money. Does, does, does the ammunition work for uh, zombies though? If it, through the head. Yeah. Brain. Okay, you just got to hit them in the head. You got to hit them in the head, the nervous system, and then they're they're out cold. Okay. Some of them, I mean, they adapt and they're turned into these insane creatures that can eat a few bullets, run through them. I mean, it's it's insane. All right. Hopefully we get, if there is a zombie apocalypse, we want walkers. We want slow ones. If, <laughs> if, if there are sprinters, holy shit, we are screwed. No shot. No shot we make it. Oh, my God. I'm traumatized. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this has been very helpful information for our um, pod squad, our listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot already. Fun fact. Definitely recommend uh, The Last of Us. I haven't finished it yet. I didn't okay. really spoil too much. I mean, I spoiled maybe the first 10 minutes. So. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. I might get, might get to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's talk about... Um, some real life. Yeah. <laughs> Let's continue with updates on uh, cases. Well, so we're, I, I had on here to talk about, so on the cases that we're handling, um, one of them that's um, very active right now are the CPAP cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the machine that's used for um, people who have sleep apnea. Yeah. And if, if you've seen those, and it kind of looks like almost scuba equipment sometimes. And I actually had to, I was like, CPAP, I use that term all the time. And I was like, but what does it actually mean? It's continuous positive airway pressure. Which actually makes sense, but I had just never like thought about it, and I've talked about CPAPs for for years. Um, so anyway, these things um, have, and this has been going on for a while because they they've actually been recalled since June of 2021, mm-hmm. um, so almost two years. And um, Phillips, Phillips, the company that manufactures them, actually did issue a recall. Um, and so a lot of people who have them probably know about this um, already, um, and they're probably also unfortunately still stuck potentially using them because some people literally cannot sleep, cannot breathe without them. Yeah, I was going to ask, so sleep apnea, that's when while you're sleeping, you, you stop breathing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can stop for short periods of time. Yeah. Um, and so basically this continuous uh, airway, it, it basically forces your body to keep breathing so that you can't stop sleeping because sleep apnea can be super dangerous. I mean, it can yeah. cause all, all sorts of other problems. I mean, it's really hard on your your cardiovascular system. Um, so it, it is important to treat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it causes brain injury. It causes so many problems. Um, and it's a huge problem for people. There's a lot of people who suffer from this. So one of the reasons that there's a lawsuit over this is that Phillips actually 
knew about the problems with these machines back as early as 2015 and, mm -hmm. and did not recall them. And so people were continuing to use them for like another six years. And, and what were the, the problems again? So the problem is that there is a sound, there's this, a part of, part of it is a sound abatement foam and it's this black foam to make it a little Quieter. Less noisy, a little yeah. quieter, especially for like whoever your bed partner is. Cause yeah. <laughs> um, and so that foam degrades, and they can it, it basically the people basically inhale little pieces of this foam. Um, goes into their um, their uh, airway, um, and it's cancer causing. Um, so they're inhaling the gas from this foam breaking down, and actually little pieces of the foam. They find like this black debris in people's lungs. Oh my, are they like? coughing it up and well sometimes i mean there's all kinds of condition conditions that are coming that are uh, resulting from it i mean it's it's super dangerous um some of the the diseases that we're seeing are sinus cancer um liver disease liver cancer multiple myeloma oh my acute kidney injury acute liver failure i mean all kinds of cancers prostate breast yeah. chronic asthma chronic bronchitis i mean all the things that you would think of because it's going into your lungs um, leukemia, nasal cancer, throat cancer. Well, I'm kind of confused with the kidney and, and liver, you said? Yeah, well, there's also like these gases that are getting absorbed, which is affecting, you know, and your body's trying to cycle this, you know, these toxins out. So that's yeah. affecting the liver, the kidneys, oh. um, all of those organs. Yeah. I mean, the ones that are like the most obvious, obviously, like the throat and the nose and the lungs, because you're inhaling those pieces. But, yeah. you know, your body's also trying to kick this out. So, I mean, we're seeing pulmonary fibrosis. Um, you know, people who are having pneumonia multiple times. Um, so, I mean, really serious, horrible conditions. And uh, because there, there are millions, millions of these machines out there. And so in the last couple of years, they've been trying to replace them, mm -hmm. but they just have this huge backlog. Um, and so people are having to decide, do I continue to use this thing that might be giving me cancer or do I not use it? Um, you know, and, and if you don't, you know, if, if you could live without it, if you can sleep without it, there are certain things that you can do, um, other types of therapy, losing weight sometimes. Well, isn't there other CPAP or other machines for this? No. This is the only this machine on the market. I mean, they have most of the market share. There may be some teeny tiny ones, but yeah, this is it. Oh my I mean, millions God. and millions of them. And so they cannot replace them fast enough. And even what they're trying to do is just replace that foam. Yeah. But they, they, they simply can't. And, well, and they're still selling them right now. Yeah, yeah. And do they have the foam? These new ones? Um, presumably not. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I don't know the details on that. Um, but I mean, I, I, they're making them as fast as they can. But again, that's not a big moneymaker because you're giving them to them for free to replace yeah. them, right? Um, so it's a really scary one. I mean, just the how, how widespread it is. I mean, so many millions of people have this condition and they're just stuck. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, it, it, the condition is scary enough already, but then there's a machine that helps yeah. and it's causing these insane, serious yeah. problems like across the entire body. Yeah. Uh, and you're getting a good night's sleep, but a few years later, you've got cancer and you're dying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's and it's a tough trade-off there because then you can't even switch to another machine or anything, which is crazy to imagine. So anyone that is using a machine is probably pretty safe to assume that they're falling into this category. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that was basically that was the phone that they used. Yeah. So they need to get it replaced. Um, and you can register with Philips. You need to register your machine with Philips um, so that they will you'll get on the list to get the replacement. But in the interim, I mean, and doctors are saying you know do what you can. Um, you know, there are some surgical procedures people can have. Have that will um, help with the sleep apnea, or um, you know, or cure it. Um, avoiding alcohol, not smoking, losing weight—a lot of those things that, Tough that, ones. that <laughs> a lot of the things that aren't fun. A lot of the things that they say that you should do for all kinds of reasons, yeah. um, but they're not fun to do. And um, you know, unfortunately, these things—I mean, you could be—you know—inhaling. Well, you are inhaling carcinogens. And I mean, you said it, it's from the foam deteriorating. Mm -hmm. So my first thought would be maybe to just switch it out every six months, every year, to avoid long use of the same machine and that might help. I don't know. You should call Phillips. I don't know. Yeah. You, you know, they, you could have cure, fixed this. Maybe you just switch it out every few months. I mean, <laughs> if anything, they would love that. That's even more inventory they're selling lot, off. Charge yeah. a lot for those foam. They all of a sudden become super expensive. This is the safe foam. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, and I'm assuming that probably it, it does get worse as it breaks down. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how quickly it breaks down. 
but um, definitely an ongoing problem. Um, and these are cases that uh, this lit litigation has been going on since 2021 when the recall happened. Wow. Um, but um, in, in fact, it's it's kind of crazy, just the numbers. Um, and this is, again, one of those things where people didn't, um, they hear about it and um, they have these diseases, but they had no clue yeah. that it had anything to do with that. I mean, they've been diagnosed with you know liver cancer, lung cancer, all of these things. And they didn't have any idea that it could have possibly been related to this yeah. machine that's basically keeping get, getting them sleep and, and keeping them um, alive. alive. Times, yeah. And so, so there weren't a ton of complaints to the company because, again, people didn't have any idea that the problems that they were having were related. Mm -hmm. um, but now they're saying that since April of 2021, the FD, FDA has received about 100,000 medical device reports. Oh, my um, And this includes several hundred deaths. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and so between 2011 and 2021, there were only 30 um, medical de device reports. Wow. Yeah, and none that talked about uh, injury or death. But now, of course, you know, they're, they're going crazy. And, and I think, you know, there are a lot of people out there who may not know mm -hmm. that, the, that's, that some of the problems that they've had, some of these medical conditions that they could have had for years are related to this. Yeah, and that was kind of my thought was if this recall was in 2021, uh, and, and it seems like this is obviously becoming a massive problem more recently, you know, how how did it take so long? The recall was so long ago, but it sounds like they, even though they knew, no, not the, the consumers had no idea and that they were having these issues and obviously not correlating it with a machine that is helping them sleep or even keeping them alive at night. Yeah. Well, they didn't know, but apparently Phillips, and again, I don't know the specifics on the documents, but apparently there's some evidence that they knew as early as 2015 that these things were breaking down and that people were inhaling wow. them. Um, and of course, they had to have known what, you know, the, the, what, what the materials are and that they are potentially carcinogenic. Yeah. So it, that's all coming out. Actually, the, 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 the place that we're at with the litigation right now is what's called discovery, where they're having to turn over mm -hmm. internal documents. And of course, the plaintiffs are having to provide their medical records and things like that. Depositions are happening. So a lot of that information is just coming to light now. But um, clearly, they knew there was a problem with these things. Yeah. And they sat on it for a really long time. And so, you know, had they recalled this back in 26, 2015, um, how many people would not have gotten cancer? How many people in the last six years of exposure every single night inhaling this shit? How many people, you know, are they going to kill from this delay? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, nasty, nasty stuff. Um, but there's, I, I mean, again, there's millions and millions of these machines. And so there's probably still a lot of people who haven't come forward, who haven't made a claim. Um, obviously, if you have the thing, even if you don't have any illnesses, you still want to get the thing replaced. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's worth looking at whether, you know, any, there's a long list of conditions. I haven't read off all of them, but certainly you could go to our website, um, you know, give us a call. We're happy to talk to you about, um, about any, you know, any condition you might be having. And again, it's not like there's, it's not just the really super obvious things like your nose and your throat and your lungs. Yeah. I mean, it can be, you know, throughout your whole body. Kidney, um, liver. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. even guess those would be kind of correlated and connected at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and quite frankly, people weren't thinking any of their lung things were related either because, you know, this is a breathing machine that's helping me. Yeah. It's not hurting me. Yeah. But in fact, it, in fact, it is. So um, so this is a, it's a, it's a big litigation because there's so many people out there, um, like I said, hundreds of deaths yeah. and lots and lots of, of uh, you know, just horrible diseases and conditions that ultimately may, um, you know, may be life ending. And with this discovery phase, I'm assuming this might be some of the most heavy lifting of the phases of case, yeah, of the case, yeah. because there's so much information that you're going through. I mean, like you said, 2015, they knew about it. So you're already going back eight years worth of information and documents and records. Um, but that's also when the most surprising and important information really comes out. Oh, yeah. Well, and then the depositions and, you know, and every once in a while you'll find some disgruntled, you know, employee who's not <laughs> abiding by, you know, the, who's going to tell the truth. Yeah. Um, those smoking gun documents, the witnesses who come forward. And, you know, you see these in these litigations where they're like, I told them and I told them and they buried it and they deleted it. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, don't use the C word. Remember, I mean, this it really does happen. Yeah. And I, I don't know all the details of what's coming out now, but that's, it. you know, that it, it's progressing and we will know more. And certainly we're going to update and tell you, um, you know, all the nastiness that might be uncovered. Um, but, um, you know, but it's a serious 
one that's just affecting so many people. And, um, you know, they're, I, I, who knows what's going to happen, whether they're going to end up bankrupt. I mean, it's, it's, I can't imagine how many injured people there are out there. Yeah. And then, you know, what happens next? Because, I mean, it sounds like they don't even have a really solid solution or fix to the machine, but the machine is kind of necessary for... Yeah. Well, it's, it's that it's the foam. And so they are replacing the foam with a safer and more sturdy foam, um, but they can't do it fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) This, this foam's better guys. Trust us. (laughs) The first one. All right. You got us. You got us. Wasn't good. This one though. We got you. Yeah. This is the platinum foam. (laughs) The other one was the black foam. This is platinum. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The few, few levels lower. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But uh, I mean, it's, this is, this is a, a really one that bothers me a lot. And, and one of the big things, of course, that makes me so angry is just that delay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I suspect there will be a punitive aspect to this, but yeah. we don't know how bad it is yet. I mean, it sounds like already in these first few years, the cases are just skyrocketing. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it honestly sounds almost like out of a movie where, you know, you're talking about just these this nationwide issue, people yeah. dying, having serious problems, you know, no one knows what's going on. And behind the scenes, there are people that are having issues mm-hmm. or behind the scenes of, of in the company, you know, that, right. that want to say something, they know that it's a causing yeah. problems and, uh, it just gets, you know, pushed under the rug. Yeah. Well, or just, just, you know, it's just bad luck or it's because you smoked when you were 20 or it's because, you know, all of these things you got, you, you got a cold and it would turn into pneumonia. I mean, all of these things, people just have no idea that this, the symptoms, the conditions that they're experiencing are related to a particular item. I mean, all of a sudden, what do all these people have in common? Well, oh my gosh, there's this huge incidence of, of lung cancer and look, all of these people have this history. They have sleep apnea. They're using this machine, you Mm. know, and then we find out now, you know, now people are in hindsight going, wow. Yeah. And, and I feel like this is a case where it's a little bit easier to have that correlation because it's, you know, you can look at everyone that has sleep apnea and there, and since there's not a bunch of machines on the market, they're more than likely using this specific machine and and you can kind of make that connection on a large basis much easier. Definitely. And then like on an individual basis, I mean, some, you know, people have asked me, well, how do we know it's it's a result of this? And, you know, that varies and it's going to be up to your doctor to Mm -hmm. make that determination. But there are cases where they are looking in the lung tissue and they find black pieces of the foam. And it's completely obvious. It's like in the talc cases where they actually find talc fibers in the ovaries. I mean, those are like the really clear-cut cases. I mean, here you go. You've got the carcinogen right here in the area that you're having the disease process. So those are clear-cut. Others are maybe not as clear-cut. But when you start, you know, looking at other risk factors, and like, you know, kind of like we were talking with the hair relaxers too, a lot of these women are young, healthy women with no family history. Mm -hmm. And then what do they have in common? They have in common that they used this product. So, um, you know, so sometimes it's complicated. So some cases are a little more complicated than others to actually um, make that causation link to the mm-hmm. product. But some of these are really clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely it's worth getting any of those conditions. It's worth talking to an attorney if you have any of those conditions and you've used the, the, the CPAP machine. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it sounds like no matter whether or not you're having issues at all, the first thing you do if, if you have sleep apnea and you're doing the CPAP machine is to reach out to the company. Yeah, to get on the list to, be, to get it replaced. Yeah. yeah, Maybe buy a new one if yours is kind of old. I don't know. I mean, that, there's probably no studies behind that. That's a, if, if you can get it, yeah. As a non-doctor, that's my suggestion. <laughs> if they're deteriorating, I would trust a new one a little bit more. If there was, a, yeah, if there's another manufacturer, that yeah. would be great too. And uh, we're taking these cases as, yeah, as well, absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. And Danny would be happy to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm not sure exactly. We've gotten a lot of calls recently. Um, in fact, we've been getting calls where people think we're Philips to replace their machine. The and company. Like, yeah. I know. Anyway, so there, some. I'm not sure quite where that came from, but um, but we're not Phillips, but we can certainly direct you if you have any questions about how to um, submit a claim to get the thing replaced. We're happy to help you with that. Um, if you have any of the conditions, we're happy to investigate, get your medical records, determine if it looks like you do have a case now. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any symptoms, let your doctor know that you've used this and keep an eye out, yeah. you know, because again, these are, these are kind of, uh, these are dormant, these are conditions that don't happen right away. They're latent. Yeah. That's why I was dormant. Latency is the, the term I was looking for. But I mean, you're exposed and, but you don't develop the cancer for years later sometimes. Yeah. So even if you're fine now, if you've been using this thing, 
for a while, yeah. you know, you could be at serious risk in the future. Kind of goes back to your seven-year rule where, you know, even if you don't have issues or the medication comes out and there aren't issues in the first few years, that doesn't mean they aren't laying dormant and yeah. it could come up later down the road. Yeah, definitely. Wow, that's some scary stuff. I know. I'm sorry. I hate to scare you. Well, luckily, <laughs> I don't have sleep apnea. Yes, at least yes, I don't yes. think. Um, but I know that we have a question from the audience. So I don't know. And we are kind of coming to a close here. So I don't yeah. know if you want to go over that. First. Sure, sure. Yeah. And actually, the, the question is, is from one of our friends in Tasmania. <sighs> Love it. I know. So we come full circle. We started talking about Tasmania. We end up talking about Tasmania. And it's like a, it's like a great question. And I don't know why no males has ever asked it. Mm-hmm. And she said, and this was Linda. Hey, Linda. Thank you. Um, she was like, I know um, what mass is, but like, what's a tort? Yeah. Right? I, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really? Just, yeah. Oh, mass tort. No, we, <laughs> we do mass torts. Don't worry about it. Wait a minute. You work in this industry and you didn't know what it was. You never well, asked me. I know the type of cases, but I just assumed it's like mass tort covers a large, you know, it's just, that's what it is. It's a really big tort. It's yeah. not just, a, it's not just an no, individual tort. It's not tort. a single case, not a single tort. Yeah. It's mass. <laughs> big. Yeah. So anyway, and it's a funny term because, you know, a lot of people think of torts as like a dessert too. It's a really tasty. Tart, tasty. Yeah. But there are torts too. Oh. Yeah, they're, it's like a French thing. Anyway, so what a tort is, is it's any type of case, um, it's any type of like a breach of a duty or, or um, an injury, any kind of damage that's not a contract. Mm-hmm. So it's basically everything other than contracts. So things that fall into that category, of course, are like the car accidents, all the product liability cases that we handle, um, those are all torts. And so then I was like, well, I've always, I mean, of course, I took torts in law school. It's like a term lawyers and law students throw around all the time. It's, you know, all the injuries, anything that you can sue for that's not a contract, basically. It's not in writing. Um, And so then I was like, well, where did that come from? And it's interesting because um, the term tort is from um, a French term originally, and the root is twisted, which is kind of interesting, twisted as opposed to straight, which then kind of came to be wrong as opposed to right. So it's kind of like a twisted wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I can see the connection there. Right. I I didn't know that history. I just always knew that it was any kind of injury or claim that's not related. It's not contractual. So... um, but, but it's a really good question, and I think, you know, and again, we all sling around that term all the time, mass torts, and so, of course, a tort is like one car accident, yeah. but mass torts are, you know, injuries to masses of people, lots and lots and lots of people. Yeah, and I didn't even know that. I mean, like right now, you just said a tort can be a car crash. Like, I didn't know there could just be one. It yeah, was a yeah. singular thing. I mean, I guess it's kind of assumed if there can be a lot of them, then there can just be yeah. one. Yeah. So like the single events, I mean, if a slip and fall, a dog bite, yeah. um, you know, any kind of any kind of injury, basically, um, one would be a tort and two would be two torts. Yeah. And, then, and so on and, and so forth. Hundreds and thousands would be mass torts. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> so. that, that makes sense. And and you mentioned something uh, non-contract, contract, con- oh contractual contractual yeah yeah, con- Not, yeah. yeah that's a tough word for me <laughs> I see. What what exactly does that mean? Well, so, you know, you have all these class, you know, there's categories, there's contracts, there's lots of contract claims, right? So, you know, you buy something, you sell something, you, you know, have a service and somebody breaches the contract, they Mm -hmm. they agree in writing that they're going to do something. That's basically what a contract is. It's a writing saying, I will do this. And then if they don't do that, then they've breached the contract. Yeah. And so, you know. That's not a tort. That's not a tort. That's a a breach of contract or a Uh contract claim. And so those are, you know, very, very different because you're all, you're looking at the contract and interpreting the contract and analyzing the contract and determining whether they actually did what they said that they would do or were required to do those sorts of things. So it's a very different type of case yeah. to a tort and a tort, you know, then again, is anything that's not a contract, gen- but, that, but that you would have to pay for. So generally speaking, injuries. Injuries and Damn, property damage. damage. I was going to say yeah. it doesn't have to be like bodily injury. No, it's no, be, it's no, a no, wide no. variety of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like that. I mean, a, a damage to your vehicle, damage to your home, yeah. damage. You know, any any of those kinds. I was of a victim of a tort, a you, car crash. You are a tort victim. Tort Absolutely. It's tough. I like that. Though. <laughs> I like that term. It's a great question. I mean, it's insane. You know, like you said, I, I hadn't even thought about it. It's just something. You know especially you being my mother i mean i grew up oh mass tort she's a mass tort lawyer yeah yeah and usually people like you you say that and they'll be a little confused 
Um, they'll be like, oh, okay, and just kind of walk away confused. Or they'll be like, oh, what's that? And I'll be like, oh, you know, pharmaceutical companies, yeah. medical devices. and well, That's uh, what people ask me. And I'm like, oh, well, it basically means I sue pharmaceutical. Well, what I do is I, my area of torts is mass torts, and I sue pharmaceutical companies, um, drug and device companies, that sort of thing. Um, and back in the day, I used to say, oh, well, I sue, you know, people who cause car accidents yeah. or, you know, businesses where people get injured, that sort of thing. Um, those were, you know, what I did. But I never used, you know, I other than with mass torts, I wouldn't say, oh, I handle torts. Yeah. It's like I handle car accidents. Handle or personal injuries. That's kind of the, the term people use. And a personal injury is a tort. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's a great question. Thank you, Linda. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I think we're probably going to close out now. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah. And hey, people, send us your questions. Yeah. Like that one. I mean, I, I wouldn't think of it. I mean, I think of, oh, well, you know, if somebody has an ask question, I'll come up with something that, that I've heard a client ask before. But, you know, hey, send us your questions. Let us know because we don't, we don't know what to answer here. We need, and, it, yeah. and it's fun. And we, we look at all of the platforms as well. It doesn't have to be Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look at the Instagram comments. We look at Facebook comments, TikTok, YouTube, everything. YouTube, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we keep our ear to the ground to make sure if there is any questions, any confusion, we try to do our best. <laughs> Um, and I think, you know, even some of the suggestions that we've heard as well um, from, from f- friends and family have just made the show better and yeah. kind of just helped overall. So even Definitely. any suggestions is, is greatly appreciated. Yes, please pipe up. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, I think we're going to close out. Definitely thank everyone for tuning in. Hope uh, this was a good coming back show. Yes, it's good to be back. Good to be yeah, back. Who? We'll be uh, grinding these out every week, just like uh, before, before she left. Um, remember to follow us Facebook, Instagram don't have a Twitter but TikTok, YouTube all the good stuff and uh, with that being said I think we'll see you next week alright thank you guys bye prioritizing profits prioritizing profits dangerous drug and product cases